Doctor, we're losing him. Charge at 50%. Clear. Today on the Knowing God Podcast. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Knowing God Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Caleb. And we are not giving medical advice today. No. That's well, he might be a doctor. He's not a medical physician. <laughs> not that kind of doctor. <laughs> no, we wouldn't give you medical advice, and that would be about worth what you pay for it. So we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're going to spend the next few weeks talking about the issues of what's called revitalization as it comes to church, as well as planting churches. Right. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about this issue of what it means to to really start afresh in a church. So we you know, looked at these last few months. Uh, the doctrine of the church mm-hmm. and various doctrines of the church. And, and I think we've made, at least I like to think that we've made right. a compelling argument that church is important. It is. And it's vital to the health of an individual. Now mm-hmm. we're going to take a little bit more uh, kind of bigger picture view right. of looking at what about the health of congregations? Correct. And how do we get to a place of health? Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on the word revitalization? Let's kind of just start there and kind of just think about some definitions. When I say revitalization, what comes to mind? Yeah, so I would say that revitalization would be to take a church that might be waning, you mm-hmm. know, or uh, declining. And I think there's a lot of different metrics, you know, and you'll talk about that that you can talk about when we're talking about, talk about when you're talking about. See, I can say that like a million times. But whenever we're um, on the subject of church revitalization, uh, attendance and mm-hmm. giving and, um, you know, effectiveness in the community, there's so many different ways that we can frame that. But whenever the church begins to wane, saying, we realize this, we recognize this. Now we want to turn the ship around. We want to go in the opposite direction. We see that we are declining. How do we now turn back into a place of growth, of health, of gospel witness in the community? Yeah, you, there's, there's a lot of things that we need to say kind of on the front end of this discussion. Um, might be a good place to start just with my own personal journey here um, and kind of just share a little bit about that. So uh, you're getting ready to plant a church yes. in the next year. And you know there was a time in my life that I was seriously considering being a church planter mm-hmm. myself. And that was something that you know my wife and I, my family, we were kind of working through and talking about. Um, but, you know, when we talk about planting and we talk about revitalization, it's kind of two sides of the same coin. Correct. Uh, they're similar, but they're different enough. And I think with my own internal wiring and just my own self-discovery and kind of who I am personally, I think I'm more of a revitalizer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's kind of talk a little bit about just the difference of maybe a revitalization pastor and a church planter. So what are some things that come to your mind? So I, I think one of the things is um, – where your tolerances lie, mm. you know, like where where you have patience. Sometimes it's it's the difference between, um, you know, do you have patience to start something from the ground up and mm. realize that you're going to have to start small and have very few resources and kind of have to, you know, patchwork things together, what my dad likes to call Southern engineering, you know, just kind yeah. of make it work, do whatever. And it's definitely we, not up to code, but you got to, you know, make things happen. We call or, that Aggie engineering. Aggie like. engineering. Okay, yeah. see, there you go. All right. <laughs> or you have, you know, the other end, I think, where you have church revitalizers and they really have a heart for, you know, for what has been established and for making it bloom again, you mm. know, for something that yeah. has been there that maybe has a long history of gospel witness and their patience lies in that gently walking people through that process of, hey, this is where we're at. This is the reality of the way things are, but this is where things could be. Yeah. And, and that patience to kind of bring people from point A to point B. So I think you have to have tolerances in different areas to, to really say, you know, am I going to, ha- uh, you know, work through that 
kind of scarcity and make things work from there or from that, hey, we have these things, but people have maybe a different vision of where the church is and where it should go. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think it's kind of pick your pain points, Mm -hmm. you know, pick your poison, uh, you know, and that's why I think these are two sides of the same coin of planting and revitalizing. There are different ways of going about essentially the same issue of, of kind of bringing something to health and bringing right. something to maturation. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to say here when it comes to churches, you know, churches have life cycles. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of times isn't readily acknowledged. You know, if you're going to a local church, if you're a member of a church, you may not be thinking about this too much, but churches kind of operate on this parabola, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a, it's a rocket shot up and then it's a quick decline down. And those mm-hmm. are the churches that unfortunately don't make it, the plants that maybe start really aggressively, go really high, and then, you know, crater. Right. And, and we know, and, and you know the old adage, and I don't think this is true. I mean, we're going to talk about planting in a few weeks, but 80% of churches that are planted don't make it. I don't right. think that's true anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more, you know, better resources out there right. for church planters. And it depends, it depends on how you define planting as true. well. You know, yeah. I mean, there's a big uh, big thing there as well. So. But when it comes to life cycles of churches, a lot of times you kind of get to a point, And churches as organizations will kind of come to like a crest, mm-hmm. and then eventually they'll start that decline. Mm-hmm. And that decline is felt in terms of, you know, preservation of the past, preservation of what we've done, you know, the systems are kind of locked in, um, the way that we do church, mm-hmm. you know, just the culture is established. And if, if that is not monitored and addressed, eventually that leads to decline. Mm-hmm. And decline is felt in a number of ways. I mean, I think the most obvious is attendance. Right. I think mean or average age of attendee or member, I think that's where you're going to feel some of the decline. Mm-hmm. You know, another obvious pinch point is going to be when it comes to finances, mm-hmm. uh, a decline of church finances and giving. Um, ironically, I think what happens is for a lot of churches that maybe that attendance decline is felt before you have a decline in the financial Mm -hmm. aspect of the church because what happens is i think as people have been part of a church for several decades or you know 40 50 years some of them Mm -hmm. they've been trained and discipled really well to be faithful givers to the church or maybe they're homebound and they're still supporting the church you know that's another a, a potential reality and so sometimes the decline in attendance, you know, well, I mean, we're still operating and paying the bills. We're fine. And right. then it can happen very, very quickly. Definitely. You know, I had a, a pastor uh, who kind of said one of the metrics for uh, how healthy your church is, is are you getting your arms wet? You know, okay. how, are, you, are you baptizing people? Is, is yeah. there kind of that that uh, rejuvenation and regeneration of people's lives coming in? And I think that's another thing you see right in church revitalization is that sometimes you have um, a group of amazing saints, uh, you mm-hmm. know, people who really love the Lord, but you're not seeing not only numerical growth, you know, you see in that plateaued, but you're really not seeing that that outward focus, that gospel ministry happening yeah. to people who are far from God coming in and being transformed by the gospel. So I think another challenge when it comes to revitalization, you know, every context is different. And if you're a pastor listening to this, it, it needs to be said that, you know, think about your own context mm-hmm. of ministry and, and the vast majority of churches are in need of some degree of revitalization. Some churches, it's obvious. You have 10 people, you know, right. and you're a pastor that's called, you're the last home run attempt, you know, that they're throwing the Hail Mary. They're hoping that you as the pastor can bring this church back to glory and to to maturity and, and flourishing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you've got 10, 15 people, maybe a handful of families to work with. Right. Um, you know, the vast majority, I think of us don't, operate in that context, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at signs of, of need of revitalization that aren't 
as readily obvious, mm-hmm. you know. And so, as we t- think about our own church context here uh, at our church, Metropolitan, um, I've been here for about four years, and, and I think there are aspects of revitalization uh, that were necessary and evident to me, but may not have been as evident to some of the people in the church. Correct. And I mean, I think that's that's standard practice, right? Right. Um, even if you look at just an individual's health, right, of saying, you know, are you okay? You know, you, mm. you don't look like you, you're maybe, your color's off, you know, it looks like you maybe gained some weight, you're not getting around as well as you used to, and things that maybe happen slowly over time to your body that you don't even notice, and then all of a sudden someone from the outside says, I don't think you're okay, and you think, Wow, maybe you're right. You know, yeah. it's sometimes you need that outside perspective of somebody to say uh, there might be something wrong here, and that's mm-hmm. not just true. You know, in in the church, it's true in a lot of different ways. And so, coming in from the outside and not having been a part of here, you can see the wonderful things absolutely that are going on in the church. But you also have the opportunity to see. I think these are some points that show that there might be some areas of unhealth that yeah. are going on in this organization. So. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and sometimes too. If somebody might say, hey, I'm noticing that you're not as healthy as you once were. You seem like, yeah, you weight gain is a good example. Uh, I think we've all felt that to some right. degree. It can be offensive. Right. You know, and you can get really defensive. And you're like, well, what do you mean? Right. You know, you're calling me fat? Like, what's going <laughs> exactly. on Exactly. And so that can cause a lot of problems. Um, uh, so when it comes to some of the literature and some of the things that are out there, we are actually living in a time that there's a lot of resources available for church revitalization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we've seen really an exponential growth in terms of things like podcasts. You know, one of the podcasts I listen to, just put a plug for Tom Rainer, Replant mm-hmm. Revitalize. That's a really, really good resource. Uh, you mentioned like Kerry Newhoff in mm-hmm. one of our conversations. He has written extensively on revitalization. Uh, Mark Clifton. I mean, there, there's a lot of really, really good resources out there. Tom Rainer, I think, is a, is a leading mm-hmm. kind of visionary when it comes to this that has helped a lot of people. Absolutely. And so we could say with that, I think that if you are in a revitalization context, maybe you're part of a congregation, maybe you're a pastor, um, you're not alone in that. Uh, your church isn't the only church that's experienced maybe some decline, that's experienced some pain points, that's trying to figure out how to reach the next generation. Um, you're not on an island. You're not the only one. There are uh, a lot of resources. There are other people going through this. And so just don't feel like, you know, you're weird. You're the only church in the world mm-hmm. that's ever experienced this, and, and now you're alone having to do this. But there are so many churches out there that are experiencing this and that are working now towards becoming more effective, more healthy, uh, and honestly, just a better gospel witness in their community. Yeah, I think you just said something that I really want to pinpoint and kind of just target. When we talk about church revitalization, you know, you can get caught up in the in the metrics, and the mm-hmm. metrics are very, very important, and you, and you need to be cognizant and aware of the metrics in your church. But it's not about numbers. Numbers mm-hmm. are people. And, right. and the real goal of church revitalization is church health, not church size right. or church growth, you know, and the church growth movement was really kind of sparked in the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and, and it's really, I think, waned quite a bit mm-hmm. in the literature. Um, and, and I think the focus has appropriately been more extended to this idea of church health. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the word revitalization, that might not be a word that everybody uses, but we all kind of know what that is. There, there are other synonyms out there like U-turn church, uh, comeback churches, you um, you know, replant is another mm-hmm. word that's sometimes used. Uh, and, and so just again, very succinctly, very simply, it's taking that which is in decline and seeing it come back to fruitfulness. Um, you did mention though some metrics that I think are important to look at. And I, and I love what, what did you say about your arms being wet? 
Say that you got to get your arms wet. You know, yeah. are you, uh, you know, are you seeing that external focus of you know people first time you know, baptisms and and those things? People coming in from the outside who are far from Christ now coming close to know. That's good. So. Yeah. So adult baptisms are something that you want to look at for metrics mm-hmm. in terms of a need for revitalization, attendance patterns, uh, financial commitments, how many small groups. You know, one of the metrics for health, I think, in a church is are you developing new groups and new leaders, mm-hmm. or are you kind of existing within the you know, the framework of the small group structures that you have, and is there a resistance to starting new groups for whatever reason? Correct. Um, community involvement is mm-hmm. another thing. Do you reach out to your community? So in our next podcast, when we get into this a little bit deeper, we're going to be looking at some hows of revitalization. Right. But I think for our purpose here, we really want to kind of stay in the time that we have left and just kind of talking about the need. So mm-hmm. anywhere from about 80 to 90% of churches are either decline, declining or plateaued. Right. And that's often a you know a quote or often kind of a, a, a statistic that's said, and I think there's a lot of merit to it. Definitely. And since COVID, I mean, we know that there's probably, I mean, even just anecdotally, I know that on my block where I live, um, when we moved in two years ago, right at the beginning of COVID, uh, I can name four church buildings that were right there within a mile of my house. And now um, there are two of them that are just barely hanging on. One of them is now a Hindu temple that was a church before, and the other one is like a uh, sacred light spiritual center. So uh, we've seen that I think COVID has had a massive impact, but there was a massive, there was an epidemic before. There was an epidemic of churches um, declining and failing and having issues before COVID. And so COVID, I think, advanced some of that stuff. So now we're at this point where there are a lot of churches who are really struggling and really saying, we need to do things differently. We need some maybe different like you said, metrics to be able to figure out how we can get healthy and some different strategies. We can't just keep doing things the way we've been doing. Well, and I think too, you know, this is kind of typical for maybe somebody who gets in their older years. Sometimes too, the mentality creeps in where, you know, we just, we're not going to be able to survive. So let's just ride this thing out to the very end. If we can't do church the way that we've always done church, then let's just not do it. Yeah. Yeah. And COVID again, like you said, was this accelerant, you know, it didn't change anything particularly, but we saw some things in our culture accelerate. Mm -hmm. Um, And so some of the things that we've seen in our churches, you know, people value in our culture, church less and less. Church attendance, you know, is not quite as valuable as it once was. As you walk down the generations and you kind of go into like Gen X, the millennials, you know, the Gen Zs, you know, we are seeing less and less engagement with church as you continue. You know, the traditionalists and the baby boomers, they do value church attendance Mm -hmm. by and large, you know, statistically more. Correct. But as you go. And so, again, COVID just accelerated this. Um, yeah, you're definitely. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And um, I think that looking at that, one of the things we can say is that if you are in a place where you're trying to revitalize, where you're part of a congregation or you're a pastor and you're in the middle of that, um, you do have some benefits. Uh, a lot of the people who maybe were there just nominally, you mm-hmm. know, COVID has kind of the people who just showed up because they thought it was part of what they were supposed to do. A lot of those people are gone now. That's so true. hopefully, you know, even if you have a small core, it's a core of people who are committed, people who are dedicated to uh, to the work of that church. So um, I think there's even some good things now to say. You at least have a core to rebuild. That, from, right? that, that's, a, that's a really, really good point. Another challenge that we see in our culture is the rise of the nuns, mm-hmm. N-O-N-E-S. And that simply means that there is, you know, people, there's a subset of our population that, that subscribe to no official religion or mm-hmm. no tradition of faith practice, you know, Correct. that they are none. And as many as 25% uh, in our culture identify with being a nun. Right. 
And so I, I think that that's um, one of the reasons why we need to revitalize churches. Yep. It's one of the reasons why we need to plant churches, as we'll talk about later, is because um, we're not talking about transfer growth. We're not just talking about going from church A to church B. We're talking about an entire generation and mm-hmm. a huge subset of the population that has no connection to church whatsoever. And we need to position ourselves as churches, as houses of worship, as places that are uh, the lighthouse of the gospel to be able to reach those who are far from Christ. And um, we need healthy churches to be able to do that. And that's extremely difficult. Um, You know, another thing that we should say on the front end of any discussion of revitalization, as well as planting, is it's hard. It is hard work. I I saw a quote, you know, Tom Rainer said that as much as maybe 2%, 2% of revitalization efforts are successful. Right. <laughs> the, the odds are stacked against you. They definitely are. Uh, yeah, I've heard this, uh, you know, it's easier to have babies than to raise the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say that that is true. <laughs> so let's let's get a little bit in our last few minutes together. Why? You know, why do we care? You know, if, if this is so difficult, why not just plant churches? Why mm-hmm. focus on revitalization? I think the first thing that needs to be said is that this is a stewardship issue. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned churches in your community that have closed or transitioned to be, you know, false gospel churches, um, bars, you right. know, dance halls, uh, concert venues. Absolutely. You know, I mean, any anything, you know. And so as we think about churches that exist that are in need of revitalization and new health, this is a stewardship issue for mm-hmm. us as pastors. It is. You know, we, we look at these churches, they have existing structures, they have buildings, they have a presence in the community. There are people that are mm-hmm. still there. And so how do we steward them well? Absolutely. And I think just the fact that, uh, you know, you might be a church on the corner of a neighborhood and it's been there for 50 years. There's there's something to say about that. There's something mm-hmm. to say about a building being a witness in the community for 50 years. And I think there's something that maligns uh, the Christian faith whenever that stops being a church and becomes a restaurant or becomes, you know, or just sits vacant with nobody there and the weeds grow up around it, whatever it is. I think that there's definitely something that, like you said, is a stewardship issue whenever we allow those places that we say, this is a place of life transformation, uh, you know, for years. And then now all of a sudden it sits vacant. It becomes something different. It's no longer what um, generations have poured resources in to make it. So. I can tell a story. So uh, a few years ago I ran across, there's a blog or website here in OKC, okctalk.com. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of focuses on just the different developments, you know, mm-hmm. that are going around town. And well, it usually focuses on restaurants. But right. one of the things uh, that they, they showed a picture, there was a church located, uh, and I won't exactly say the name of the church or the location, but right. kind of close to, you know, north of downtown. Right. And uh, the church was an established church, had been an established church, had at one point been a very healthy church. And the picture that they had on the website was the church being dismantled by a wrecking crew, Mm -hmm. you know, to basically take that facade down. And it was being transitioned from a church and and the building was being leveled to now being a shopping center. Mm. And one of the most telling things for me is, is to read through the comments. Right. Um, there, were, there was not a lot of people that were grieving that. Right. There was quite a bit of celebration. Right. It tells you where our church is or where our community is in terms of church. But also what was really interesting is there were people that were comment, commenting that were part of that church, mm. you know, and that had really kind of been the, the siren call that, hey, we need to change, we need to revitalize, we need to adapt. And there was a resistance to that change. And I think it happened very, very quickly. Right. 
as it often does. Yeah. Uh, so I think that as we kind of wrap up today, just know that um, next week we'll get into the practicalities of what yes. these look like, the things that uh, that are needed. But um, we do want to say to those who maybe are in a church that's been really impacted, those pastors out there who are struggling, um, maybe you're a part of a congregation or an elder board or a deacon team or just a, a member, and you're trying to figure out how your church can be healthy, that there are resources. There's a lot of things out there, and it's worth the pain. And it might be painful, might be difficult, but um, at the end, if it results in a healthy church, that's what this world needs. We need more healthy churches that will spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so uh, we're excited about the next episode of Knowing God, and we will see you then. We love you guys.